Uh, amen. This morning, <clears throat> just have more of a, uh, sometimes you have sermons and sometimes you have messages. Sermons are well thought out, well prepared, you know, laid out real nice. And messages are just, there they are. And uh, so I'm just going to try to give a message today found in Ephesians chapter 4. Turn a click with me <clears throat> to Ephesians chapter 4, 22. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. <clears throat> I just want to just be relevant and yet minister to your spirit and your heart. And uh, in, in light of, of our really what's going on around us, and, and uh, how many love Christmas? We're getting ready for the Christmas holidays and getting ready for uh, celebrating, uh, you know, Jesus again. And, uh, but, you know, it's always great. You know, Christmas is a good time of giving. Christmas is a great time for whatever. But uh, this year we find ourselves in a very peculiar uh, season. And I'm not just talking about Christmas, but the culture we're in. So I want to minister to you according to that. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. And I'm just going to read a couple. We'll pray and share. But Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, it says, I'm going to reading out of the NIV, but it says, You were taught, as I taught you in verse 21 in the King James, it says, As you were taught, we instructed you with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Verse 23 to be made new in the spirit or attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In the King James, it says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How many believe and agree with me that this year, 2020, and with COVID and so many other things, that um, so many things have happened, it's really um, kind of taken a toll on us, hasn't it? Hasn't it? But I think the most significant and probably the most, really the most damaging that I've seen that it's taken toll in is psychologically. Psychologically. There, there's something that's happened to us psychologically as a nation. It's something that's happened to the church psychologically, you know, as a group, as a larger congregation, as a group, as a body of Christ. Someone said, well, I don't pay attention to anything because I believe that ignorance is bliss. Well, ignorance may be bliss, but stupidity is damaging. Come on, it's detrimental. Is that right? So we have to be aware. We have to be aware of what's going on. And yet at the same time, as Paul was writing here and also in his other letters, he encourages us to be strong in the things of the Lord, even in the face of adversity. To be strong in the grace, even in a, a generation that's graceless. Right? To have strong faith in the generation that's faithless. And so I want to encourage you to be strong in your mind today. Be strong and renewed, as Paul said, in the spirit of your mind. Lord, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence, most of all. I thank you, Lord, that you're here. We, we are not just a bunch of people gathered together doing our thing, trying to be religious. We are, we are here because of you. You have saved us. You have delivered us. You have put us together as a body and Worship is so important, prayer is so important, and reading of the Word together as the body is so important. So we celebrate you, and we celebrate each other. Lord, I pray that you would just help us with your Word today. Amen. Be who you want us to be in Jesus' name. Amen. And you know, throughout this year, looking throughout this year, there has been really uncertainty, hasn't there? There has been sickness. There has been hostility. There has just been confusion and hopelessness. And how many know that has a way of weighing on you mentally. Is that right? That has a way of changing you and the way you think and the way you feel. And it has a way of kind of wearing you down, right? Come on, some, some people, I just people are just wore out. I don't know about you, but 2020 just wore me out. 
Right? I mean, at the beginning, we were like, we got this. And by the summer, we were like, we hope we got this. And by the fall, we're like, we don't know if we have this at all. And uh, now we're just like, let's just get it over with. So, you know, and, and but how many know this isn't going to go away? This is, we're, we're living in this. This isn't going to go away anytime soon. And what I mean by that is that is the, really the, the atmosphere and the spirit and the culture that it's created. And there's some people that have just today are just completely locked up in their mind with fear because of COVID. They're just absolutely shut down in their heart. They're shut down. They won't, you know, they're just completely paralyzed with fear. And I don't believe that's good. I don't believe that's good. And I don't believe it's good to be uh, hostile and to be frustrated, to be anger, angry and take that out on other people. How many know there's just been a season of violence that we've gone through and there's just been an attitude of violence and hopelessness and chaos. And how many know that has a way of wearing on you mentally? That has a way of just taxing you, I mean, mentally. And I think that there's a lot of Christians today that are just wore out mentally. And Paul encourages us here that we should be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Renewed in the attitude of our mind. And so he's encouraging us. I want to just bring this out today. That Paul's talking about lifestyle. He's talking about your behavior. He's talking about your heart condition that's led by your mind, your thoughts, and your really your attitude. Your attitude. And so he said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How many know that at the end of 2020, we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind? Going into 2021, we need to have just a renewing of our minds, a developing, amen, of our hearts. Amen. But you know, really what he's talking about here is, yes, it's your lifestyle. Yes, he mentions about the deceitful desires and then righteousness and holiness. But also, the way we think, this is what he's bringing out, and this the way we think really has a way of affecting your spirit. The way you think and the things that you, we've heard it for years in this house, and I appreciate these messages about being strong in your mind. How many have just learned so much about that? And, uh, you know, but the Bible makes it clear, and Paul's bringing out here, is the way you think uh, has a way of affecting your spirit, your heart, or your spiritual walk. And what we don't realize sometimes is, is really is that your, uh, your physiological makeup has a way of really uh, affecting your spiritual development. So as the Bible talks about guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. Well, here he's talking about be renewed in the spirit of your mind because it has a way of changing the direction of where you go. And it has a, a way of, of creating an atmosphere in which you live. Can you say amen? And so I believe that you can be made stronger through the way that you're taught to think. Notice he says the way we taught you. This is what we taught you. We taught you to live not by the old self, but the new self. And the key is your thinking. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And let me just go on a, a little bit of a rabbit trail here. Because I'm, I'm, I'm also thinking about uh, the, just a tremendous uh, spiritual warfare that we have been going in through this year. How many have just felt like you've just been going through spiritual warfare? If you don't know what that is, amen, read Ephesians chapter, four, uh, chapter 6. But, he, you know, I believe that there is here also tucked away, not just about living right and thinking right, but there's tucked away really a secret of spiritual warfare. And that is this, and that our adversary, our spiritual adversary, the devil, works on really a couple premises. He works on mental distress. Did you know that? That's how he can get to you the easiest. Amen? Through your mind, through your thoughts. So the other thing is, is that just like any other, uh, you know, uh, dictator or wicked, evil 
uh, leader, he does this. He not just does your mental distress, he also does psychological warfare. The devil preys on people that are not spiritually strong. Amen? It's psychological warfare. He takes something like sickness and he says, God doesn't love you. He's put this on you to make you humble because he, he, he doesn't love you. He's not going to answer your prayer. He's just going to punish you. Many people think they're sick because God is punishing them. How many know that's psychological warfare? And if you don't know the word, if you don't know what God thinks about you, if you don't know what sickness is all about, and if you don't understand that the blood of Jesus has cured all sickness and disease, you're, you're going to suffer. As the Bible talks, talks about and teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. But psychological warfare is one of the main tactics of not just, listen, it's not just dictatorial governments have done it, but also people that move in the occult and witchcraft operate in this kind of level of deception. They understand that if they can control your mind, they can control you. Is that right? That's how the devil works. And so the enemy that we have, our adversary, tries to oppress us, control us, and slay people by really dominating their thinking. If I can control their thinking, I can control you. If I can change your mind, I can change your future. Is that right? I can change your destiny. And so Paul says, don't go the old way of self. Go the new way of the new self. Come on. That's created in Jesus Christ. Why? Because you got a new future. It takes you, come on, and the key is your mind. Because your mind will either keep you back there or make you go forward. Is that right? You need to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And today I want to encourage you. If you feel worn out mentally, if you feel that you've been beat up, you're just wore down mentally, I want you to be renewed in the spirit of your mind today. I want you to let God just really touch your mind today and, and your thoughts. Some of you have just been sitting on the couch and thinking tomorrow there's going to be a zombie apocalypse and, and the end is near and I need to go live in a cave somewhere. Listen, listen, that's fear. That's fear. God's going to take care of you. I said, God's going to take care of you. Amen. Haven't you read the story about the Egyptians when they went through the plague and they were, God said that when they came out of Egypt, not one was feeble among them. Their shoes didn't wear out for 40 years. God has a way of taking care of his own. Amen. And so just don't get locked up in fear in these days. Amen. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This has a way of changing your spiritual development, your direction and where you're going and the outcome of your days. Amen. All right, amen. So psychological warfare is, is what our enemy, the devil, chooses most to come at us. This is what it is. And so people understand that, try to control people, understand that it's in the power of their thoughts. That if you can control them, if I can get on the radio day after day, if I could cut off, uh, like we see in One Nation today, they're not allowed to have internet. Only, there's only a, one or two channels on their television at certain times of the day, and it's all by the government, for the government, and it's propaganda that, that, come on, to think a certain way and believe a certain... Come on, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? But that's how the devil does it. He wants you to just listen to one channel of sickness and disease and depression of, and anxiety and stress. Amen? But we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Amen. He wants you to keep, keep you in a state of fear and, and deception. That's how you brainwash people as you continue to over and over and over tell them what you want them to hear. Is that right? You control their thoughts and you control their life. And so I believe that really media has always been and always will be the most pleasant way to wear somebody out. 
to transform your mind. Someone say, well, you're preaching against television. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you right now, media has a way of doing that. Is that right? Come on, everybody's used it. You can use it for the good. And I'm, I'm believing God that we're going to use it to preach the gospel. I'm believing God that, amen, God's going to use the media to reach, amen, Jews and Gentiles in this last day. Amen. To spark a revival in Israel. Amen. Through the media. Amen. I appreciate people that are doing that. And so I believe that also the media is the most pleasant way to wear somebody down. And it's always been that way. So be careful. That's why you have to be careful. As Paul said, we need to do things not in excess. We need to do things in moderation. Is that right? Listen to the news in moderation. Read the word and, 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 and you know, go overboard in reading the word. And then listen to the news in moderation. Go overboard in prayer. Come on, and praying in the Spirit. Go overboard and worship. Just, just completely saturate your life. And then every once in a while, pick up the TV and listen a little bit. Come on. Amen. Don't let it be the other way around because you'll come in the church, you know, heavy, depressed, anxious, stressed out. Amen. Over, over just kind of overburdened. Amen. That's the way it is. But, you know, one, one of the things that's interesting about this, and I'm continuing this little bit rabbit trail here, is that you become vulnerable when your mind is weary or you're in a state of pleasure. Did you know that? I believe it was Nero who said that give me a, a piece of bread and some spectacles and I can make people think the way I want them to. I can, I can control people. Come on. I mean, that's what he did. And so he, he, he said, you know, he got to the place where they were just feeding Christians to the lions and people were cheering about it. Why? Because they've been worn down over time through entertainment and through pleasure. Is that right? And so this is the way the enemy works, and so we've got to be aware of that. So the power of truth, as Paul was saying here, the way you've been taught, the power of truth or the power of lies and deception is through the mind. In verse 22, he says, we have taught you this way. How many know you, you teach yourself the way you think? The way you think teaches you to, to live a certain way, think a certain way, talk a certain way, dress a certain way. The way you think teaches you to live. A certain way. Is that right? So he's saying that we've got to be taught the right thing. That's why he said, look, your old self was patterned after the flesh and after the, the, the carnal nature and the desires. But your new self, come on, has been fashioned after the Lord and His goodness and His righteousness. You just need somebody to teach you right. Come on, media can't teach you right. I don't care if it's Christian or not. That's not a substitute for the Word of God. It's not a substitute for the Spirit of God. Not a substitute for worship and prayer. Is that right? Amen. And so that's what he's talking about here. And so I just want to give you, as quickly as I can today, really three mental strengths in the life of a believer. There's three mental strengths that he talks about here, but also in other books that I'm going to bring up. And he says there's three things here, three mental strengths. Number one, to be renewed, to be comforted, to be comforted, and to be delivered. So I believe that there is a renewing, I believe there's a comforting, and there's a delivering when it comes to our mind. Amen. When it comes to, uh, you know, our, what we think. And so, uh, number one, is he's looking here and he's talking here and he says, be renewed. And again, I've talked about it already. He compares the old life to the new life. Your old thoughts, your old mindset, your old pattern of thinking. He said, don't go that way. Don't do that. Instead, pick up the new thoughts, the new mindset, the new pattern of thinking. Is that what he says? Come on. There's an old self and then there's a new self. He said, the key is the way you think. Right? It's being renewed in the spirit of your mind. How many know that can make or break you, amen, the way you think? I mean, it can, it can really determine where you go, take your next step, and the choices you make, and who you are, and what you become. 
And uh, so that's why it's so important. He said, don't be led by, as he says here in verse 22, by your selfish desires, by your lustful desires. Be led by, in the area of, uh, and as he says in verse 24, holiness and righteousness that are in Christ Jesus. How many know it's not my righteousness, it's his. It's not my holiness, it's his. The only way I'm going to discover it is I've got to be renewed in the way I think. Be renewed in the spirit of my mind, my attitude, my thoughts, my way of thinking. I can get there, I've just got to think different. Amen? But I got also, I can be hindered from getting there the way I think. I can be held back from the victory that's in Christ. I can be held back from overcoming in my thoughts. I mean, I can be held back from being renewed and comforted and delivered by just the way I think. I can, be, I can keep myself from these things. I can never know deliverance. I'll never know freedom in Christ. Amen. If I think, amen, ungodly thoughts. If I don't think right. Is that right? hope I'm being clear today. I didn't rehearse this in the mirror, so I don't know how it's going to go. But he said, be renewed in the spirit. That's all I kept hearing the Lord say. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And I think the church needs to be renewed in the spirit of their mind. You know, we need to put, you know, come January, put 2020 behind us and look towards a new year of restoration. I believe that God's going to restore some things that we lost. I believe God's going to restore some things that were stolen and taken away, things that were broken, things that we, we've sorrowed over. God's going to restore those things. I'm believing that in Jesus' name. And we're going to come out stronger than ever. I believe that. But also, as he's saying here, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. He says this, have the renewed mind that matches your renewed spirit. Have the same kind of mind. Let your mind line up with your spirit, man. Your spirit's been born again. Your spirit's been baptized, right? Come on. Your spirit has been renewed, regenerated, as the Bible says. It has become brand new. So let your thoughts match your spirit. Is that right? That's what he's saying. Let your thought life match your spiritual life. Let it, let it come into the place where, you know, you, you've been made new in Christ. You're free. You're delivered. You know, Ephesians and Colossians, as he writes to the churches, he doesn't say that you're going to be delivered. He says you have been delivered. How many can lift your hand to heaven and say, I have been delivered in Jesus? Not someday, not maybe, but I have been delivered. I have, come on, I have been given new life. I have been delivered. I have been set free. And so he said, think that way. In order to get there, that's the way your spirit man is. You've already been born again. You've already been free. You've been given, given eternal life. Come on, you've got peace. You've got joy. You just got to have your mind match up with your spirit. Amen. So that's what he's saying here. Living in the righteousness of Jesus or, or living in the lust of the flesh. It's your choice, but it's all unlocked by being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. And I also believe he's talking about living in this present age. Look at in verse 17 of Ephesians chapter 4. The key here is he says, so I'll tell you this in the King James. It says, and insist on it, uh, insist on the Lord. I'm, I'm really pressing this on you is what he's saying. That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Or in the King James it says in the vanity of their mind. You've got to live different. You've got to, when you watch the news, you've got to think different. When you hear the latest coronavirus numbers and statistics, you've got to think different. It filters different. You don't filter the same as people that don't know God. Is that right? Amen. When you hear something that's going on, you hear of hostility and rage and fear and anger, and you hear of all these things, it's filtered a different way for you. 
Amen. But he also said we don't live that way. We don't live in the vanity of our mind. We don't live by the lust of our flesh. Why? Because if you live by the lust of your flesh, the Bible says there's only one direction it takes you, and that is death. You just end up there. You, you don't start there, but you end up there. Is that right? But if you live in the Spirit, you start in life, and you end up in life. <laughs> Amen. And so he's encouraging us to do this. And some translations say this improved on. That's what it means to be renewed. It means to be improved on or to update. How many do updates on your devices, right? So when you do an update, what's it supposed to happen? It's supposed to reboot. It's supposed to be better than it was before. And if it's not, right, if you don't have a, you know, a really good device or whatever, what are you going to do? You're going to get a hold of somebody and say, look, I got an update. It makes my phone worse. Why? Because you're expecting it to be better. That's what he says. Be renewed. So constantly allow your mind to become stronger, better, healthier. Your attitudes, come on, to be better, not worse. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Update it. Each time it becomes better than ever before. That's what it means to be renewed. Your attitudes, your thoughts must all constantly be changing for the better. Have a fresh, uh, uh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. That's what he's saying right here. Very simple, isn't it? And you must be able to, to, to make new, your, your heart new and your, your thinking new. Your hearts and your mind, your heart and your mind must be made completely new. Each time you think a new thought, it's brand new. That's what he's saying. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I mean, no, some of you say, well, my, my mind today, my thoughts need a little bit of a reboot. I don't know about you. I, I need a little reset here. Amen. Well, when you get into God's word and you get worshiping God and in prayer, there's a reboot that God does. There's a refreshing that God does. If you're open to it, God does a refreshing. All of a sudden, you know, could come into prayer, you come before the Lord, or before you open the Bible, you could be discouraged, you could be distressed, you could be anxious, you could be angry, and open the Word, and all of a sudden, you feel faith, you feel peace, you feel joy, you feel strength. Why? Because there's a changing of your mind. There's a reboot in your heart. There's a refreshing in your spirit. Amen? How many know we need that, right? We need that today. We need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. And so let me just give you a couple of uh, really kind of uh, studies that they've done and statistics on your thoughts. They, they say the average person has around between almost 70,000 thoughts a day, right? 60 to 70 thoughts a day. That's a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas. How many know half of the, well, I would say only one of those really happen, right, a day. And, and probably two of those are good. Uh, the rest are just whatever. But, you know, it's interesting about that they, they've done studies and found out that 90% of our thoughts are habitual. In other words, they're the same thoughts as we had yesterday. And the same thoughts we had the day before. Did you think, did you, I mean, can you imagine that? 98% of our thoughts are what we had before. They're habitual. And so basically it's thinking the same thoughts over and over again. And so I believe that as God, in God's Word, as we get in here as Christians, we need to really become learners. Learn a new mindset sometimes. When you hear something that's an evil report, how many know you need a, a different mindset? You don't really automatically slip into fear, frustration, or anger. All of a sudden, you go into another mode. You go into faith. You go into hope. You go into joy. Challenge yourself. I mean, don't think the same thoughts that you thought yesterday. That's what it's saying here. Only 12% of our thoughts are focused on the future, they say. Think about it. Now, in teenager, it's got to be one. Amen? Ask any teenager, what are you going to do tomorrow? I don't know. What are you going to eat? I don't know. All right? 
and so 12% are, and so really what it's, really, as we talk about this and we talk about our thoughts, 12% are only uh, focused on the future. I believe that too many times we misuse our imagination to rehearse destructive thoughts, negative thoughts. And so we don't think of the future. Faith is future oriented. Did you know that? So when we think thoughts that God thinks, we're thinking future thoughts. When you hear about the latest virus statistics and hear about some other things that are going on in our nation, guess what faith does? Faith thinks about what God can do. Faith thinks about what God has called us to. Come on, somebody. Amen. Aren't you glad that faith says, amen, I'm glad that Jesus is healing me today? It, it thinks in the future. It thinks of what God can do. It thinks of possibilities. It thinks of not the, the negative, impossible situations. It thinks of possibility. Is that right? So that's what it means. And so uh, just... One other is that Harvard studies found that the average person spends almost 50% of their waking hours thinking about something other than what they're presently doing. I mean, think about it. And that's probably all guys. Anyways, so, you know, and someone said a, wander, a wandering mind is an unhappy mind. Uh, we become physically present but emotionally absent, Right? So our challenge is really to, to keep our minds stayed on the Lord. The Bible says that we need to set our affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Is that right? Is that we meditate on God's word. Is that we meditate on what God's saying, what God's doing. Amen. And what God has in store for us and not on what we see. What is the opposite of faith? Is the opposite of faith uh, fear? No. The opposite of faith is sight. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Because what you see will scare you. What you see will, come on, stress you out. What you see will anger you. Is that right? The Bible says, don't look at the army that's before you, Jehoshaphat. Amen. I want you to look and see what I'm going to do. Amen. Listen to what I'm telling you to do right now. Have faith in me. Listen to the prophets. Don't look at this army. Is that right? Don't, don't, forget about the fact that you're outnumbered 10,000 to 1. Have faith. That's amazing, isn't it? And so the second thing is not only is our mind renewed, but it is comforted. It's comforted. That's what God does in the renewal strength. I mean, the, the uh, mental strength that He wants to give us. To be renewed in our minds is to be comforted. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, it says this. It says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. How many are thankful that He's the God of all comfort? The God of all comfort, who comforts us, in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with comfort we ourselves receive from God. Heaven are thankful that Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you empty. I'm not going to leave you without, amen, me being here. I'm going to leave you with what? The comforter, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. Is that right? He comforts us. And I don't know about you, but some of you need to just take a moment and, and stop what you're thinking, stop what you're doing, and just allow the Lord to comfort you in your mind. Because you're just you're completely full of fear. You're just compo- completely stressed out about what you cannot do. What you cannot change, you're completely freaking out. And how many know you just need to allow the Lord to comfort you? Some of you have some brokenness and some sorrow that's overwhelming for you. And if you sit down and you stop what you're doing for any length of time, it just comes on you like a tremendous weight. And you just feel so depressed and so discouraged. You, you feel so hopeless because of the brokenness. Amen. I want you to know today, amen, that you need to understand that God is here to comfort you. 
in those situations and in your brokenness and in those times and whatever is going on in your life, He is the great comforter. And where does comfort start in our mind? I mean, no, that's where you start freaking out, isn't it? Oh my gosh, the world is ending. My life is over. It's all broken. I'm hopeless. I mean, this is where you start right here. So guess where comfort starts? Right here. Amen? And it has a way of just ministering in our hearts, as the Bible says. And so he comforts us. Be not weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing what's right. Don't get worn out by doing what's right. Don't get worn down because nobody else is changing and nothing else around you is changing. And all you're doing is, come on. He said, don't get weary. Why? Because you get weary in your mind. Right? When you're doing what's right, you're making the right choices. It doesn't seem like it's working. You're doing this, you're doing that. Where's the first place you get weary in is your mind? Don't become weary in well-doing. For in due season you will reap if you faint not. And I can't imagine any other place that affects but right here in our minds. Be comforted in your mind. And so I believe that troubles and problems weigh on you. How many believe that? They just wear on you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the testimonies that God's bringing this into your life to strengthen you, but let's just face it, it wears on you. The things you go through, it just absolutely wears on you mentally. And even in prayer and, and, and fasting, how many know there, and you just feel like you're going to pray this thing through and you're going to pray until you get the answer. How many know that's a war mentally? You've got to push yourself. There's a, you've got to get up in the morning and say, look, I didn't get the answer yet, but I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to believe God. How many know that can wear on you if you're not careful? So you need to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Allow the Lord to comfort you. Allow Him to encourage you and say, look, you're going to get through this. I'm going to come through. I'm going to bring a breakthrough. You, you just got to keep knocking. You just got to keep, the door's going to open, right? Let the Lord come for you. And so I believe the attacks of the enemy uh, really, uh, and even faith, can wear on you. Persistent faith can be wearing on you. Come on. You're not giving up. You're still believing God. And you've been believing God for 20-some years for your loved one. How many know sometimes that can wear on you? But be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. I want to encourage you today to do that. And so comfort is this. Comfort is peace of mind. It's strong hope. It's rest in your spirit. That's what comfort is. We all want that comfort. I think that's important. And how many are thankful that the Holy Spirit is the comforter? Yes, He is. But the opposite, opposite of comfort is unrest. It's sorrow, hostility, and fear. That's the opposite. In, in the writer of Hebrews, it encourages us to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Look to Jesus. Why does he say look to Jesus? Because at the very end of that, he says, lest you be weary and faint in your mind. That's what it says in, Roman, or in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. He says, look to Jesus. He did it. He's your champion. Here's your hero. He did it. Come on, the Bible says he, he endured the suffering and persecution and contradiction. Right? Look to him. He's your example. He's your comforter. And aren't you glad that Jesus didn't just say, I'm going I'm to show you the way. He said, I'm going to lead you in that way. The Holy Spirit leads you in the way of comfort. Is that right? Leads you in the truth, but he also leads you in the way of comfort. So the writer of Hebrews says, look, Jesus went through it. He went through tremendous suffering. He said, but I'm going to encourage you that he did it because you can do it. You can go through what you're going through. Don't be weary and faint in your minds. And the third thing is not just renewal but, and comfort, but it is this. It is deliverance. 
There's something about um, that God has for us when it comes to a mental strength that He really helps us walk in and discover as Christians, and that is deliverance. How many know sometimes you just need to be delivered? Now I want to know what you're thinking. Everybody thinks that de- being delivered means that you've got a task force of elderly women around you praying the devil out of you. Amen? That's not necessarily what deliverance is. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 says this, We do not want to be... We want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we, we uh, despaired of life itself. We were so discouraged, we were despaired of life itself. How many of that? That's pretty low. That's pretty low. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us again. On whom we have set our hope that that He will continue to deliver us. Aren't you glad that He delivers us? Can I I see the hand of anybody that's been delivered? You you think, well, I've been delivered a drug. No, I mean you were delivered from yesterday. You were delivered from distress. You were delivered from anxiety. You were delivered from hopelessness and discouragement. I don't know about you, but since the spring, I've been delivered. Come on, since the summer, since the fall, since the election, I've been delivered. Come on, under, under such stress, that's what it means. He delivers you, He sets you free. And not only that, does it mean that you've been set free from something, free from oppression, but it means you've been overcome. You can overcome, you've been overcoming by application. So the deliverance comes in two packages, I believe, it, uh, a couple things, but freedom from oppression, where you just see the hand of the Lord come and free you from oppression. There's deliverance, there's this, this almost like, you know, you're out of prison, the chains fell off, come on. How many have ever experienced that, where burdens have lifted? I mean, you feel delivered, you are walked in one way and you left another, completely free. But then there's also there a deliverance that he's talking about, and the Bible teaches us as Christians, is that overcoming comes by victory, by application. As we obey God, we put word into practice, we overcome. We, be, we are delivered from these things. We are free from these things by, come on, by practicing the word of God. And I need to hurry here. But God's remedy, God's remedy for renewal, for comfort and deliverance. Here's the God's remedy. Now I've touched on it. We all know it. I just need to say it to encourage you again. That is the word of God. How many believe that the word of God brings comfort? Come on, the Word of God renews your mind. The Word of God brings deliverance. The Holy Spirit, prayer, and worship. These are, these are awesome things in our lives that we have in God. And we put together. We just need to put in practice every day. The Word of God, God's remedy for, for, for these things disarms the enemy. God's remedy that He's given us, I mean His Word, the Spirit of God, prayer and worship, absolutely disarms the enemy. It, it exposes the enemy, but it disarms him. In other words, as the Bible says, no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. He may form it, but it's not going to work on us. He may bring it, but it's not going to break through on us. It's not going to work on us because no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. And so God's remedy disarms the enemy. So if you're not, I believe if you're not participating, as we talked about last week, and and really flowing in the Spirit or walking with the Lord or in prayer and worship, you're going to struggle. I believe you're going to struggle mentally. Well, Brother Matt, are you, you pronouncing curses? No, I'm just telling you the way it is. That's just a fact. Come on, that's just a fact. I talk to so many people and I'm hurting, I'm broken, I'm stressed out, I'm freaking out, and things are falling apart. Well, how's your prayer life? Are you in the Word? Are you worshiping? 
Well, no, I, I, I just haven't done those things. Well, let's start there. How many know you ever get past there, do you? Because you get in the Word and you find out, man, it renews you, it comforts you, delivers you. You start worshiping God, you realize, man, I'm renewed, I'm comforted, I'm delivered. You start praying in the Spirit and praying a little bit more, you feel renewed, don't you? You feel comfort, you feel deliverance. Amen. Amen. And so I just want to say a couple things about this. And that is, the Word paralyzes the enemy. Prayer confuses the enemy. Worship frustrates the enemy. And the Holy Spirit reveals the enemy. That's what's so powerful about it. And so that's why we've got to get in connected to God's remedy for renewal, comfort, and deliverance. This is what Paul's talking about. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. And so the, there's things, I believe, that strengthen your mind. There's things that strengthen your body. How many know that what you eat can strengthen your mind, right? What you do physically, it strengthens your body. But how many know there's other things that we need to do that absolutely help and something a little bit more that we can't see, and that is our inner core as a human being, like our immune system. How many know eating is good, right? You have to eat what's right. It doesn't just help you lose weight or maintain weight or whatever you try to do to be healthy, but it works on the inside. There's things that we need to do that help our respiratory system. Help our blood system. Is that right? Things that we can, There's a core that we have in all of us that when we do these things, it strengthens it. Isn't that right? Well, it's the same thing in the spirit. There's things that you do that strengthen your inner core. Is that right? It strengthens your faith. There's things that you do when you come into church and you worship. You may not feel it and realize it, but man, it strengthens your faith. It strengthens your walk with God. It strengthens your, come on, so the next time you feel that stress coming, I don't know why, but I just didn't get stressed out like I did before. I'm not talking about a magic thing, formula. I'm talking about principles. I'm talking about laws that work. Amen, I need to move on. But So I believe it's the same in the Spirit. So the Word of God really is, as the Bible teaches us, the Word of God is medicine for your mind. Worship is therapy for your spirit, for your mind. Come on. So you're being new age. I'm... The furthest from doing new age. Come on. The Bible says that the word of God is medicine for your mind. Worship is therapy for your mind. Some of you Christians know what I'm talking about. What do you do? You run and get your, your, you know, your earbuds, put them in. i got to get some worship music. i just got to hear some worship music right now. Why? Because you know you need to calm down. Right? You, you, you're freaking out. You, you, come on. You're, you're, you're broken over this thing. You're sorrow and you need to hear some good music. Come on. So that's what it does. Well, why can't we think that way all the time? God's Word is medicine. I mean, if you were sick, would you wait for weeks and weeks and weeks to take the medicine? No, you try to get to the Wegmans and push old people out of your way to get your medicine. Is that right? Well, why can't we be that way about God's Word? God's Word is medicine. When we start feeling a certain way, the first thing we need to do, open the Word of God. Get right to it. Amen. So it's Word of God. I know this is simple. I know this is, we know this. But spending time with the Lord in His presence allows the Comforter to minister to you. Is that right? When you spend time in the presence of God in prayer and worship, it allows the Holy Spirit, which is the Comforter, to minister to you. Some of you are in and out of God's presence and He didn't even, couldn't even tell who you were. Somebody just came in. I don't know who they were. I mean, you're in and out. God, thank you for today. I'm out of here. Sometimes you just need to spend some time in God's presence. Amen? And it's sometimes it's in those times when you just calm your spirit and calm yourself and you say, Lord, I need to be renewed today in the spirit of my mind. I mean, I don't know how to think about this. I don't know how to feel about this. I'm, I'm all out of sorts on this one. Is that right? Come on. 
I'm not giving you some kind of, you know, wives tale here or some kind of formula. I'm, I'm talking about principles that work. Why? Because in His presence is fullness of joy. When you get into God's presence, it's guaranteed that the Spirit of God is just going to minister to you and you're going to feel the joy of the Lord. You're going to feel faith arise in your heart. Someone said, well, I was in for five minutes, I prayed, and I didn't feel anything. Well, maybe you should make it another 55 minutes. Amen? You didn't let the comforter do what he wants to do. Amen. So do that. Say, just be in God's presence. And as Paul taught us, you're not, you're not you know, it's, it's just living and breathing and thinking and, and, and you're moving out of a renewed nature. He said, now you're, you're living and you're, you're existing and you're thinking. Your mind has got to be from a new nature, a renewed nature. And let me just finish by saying this about worship. In Psalms 40, in verse 1 and 3, one of the things that he said, he said, Lord, you have met me in my distress. You have heard me in my trouble. You have lifted me out of a horrible pit. And then he says this in verse 3, you have put a new song in my mouth, even praise to our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Psalms 98 verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. That, that doesn't mean the most modern technology, the most modern sounding song. That means a song that's coming out of a new spirit. How many know when you were living in the old spirit, some old songs came out? And some of you listen to the oldie station. Why? Because it's called the old nature station. That's what they should call it, the oldie station. But anyways... And you listen to those things and you, you, come on, but now you got a new song to sing. How many know, I'm not just talking about, you know, natural, I'm talking about spiritually. How many know that before you were saved, you sang a song of hopelessness? You sang a song of depression? You sang a song about uh, an end with no hope? An uncertain end? Come on, but now that you're saved, you got a new song. We sing about heaven. We sing about Jesus. We sing about life because that's our new song out of a new nature. Is that right? It's a regenerated song. It's a new song that comes out of your heart. Is that right? So in order to be really experienced that's renewed in the spirit of your mind, some of you need to just worship God of your spirit. I mean, thank God for, you know, you put on worship music, but God wants you to just sing out of your heart. God just wants you to worship. That, that stuff's supposed to help you, you know, kind of accompaniment with your worship, not be the substitute for your worship. Amen? But get into God's presence and just, some of you sound like a crow. I mean, some of you, that's great and God loves it. I'm thankful that he's tone deaf in one sense, but amen? And your worship, this new song comes out of a new spirit and all of a sudden when you begin to sing a new song to the Lord, you begin to think different. You begin to think out of a new way of thinking. Lord, I thank you today that Lord, you don't mean this for my destruction, but you're going to turn this around for my good. That sounds like a song right there. Amen? That's what the Lord says. I think I'll write that down. That sounds like a good song. Amen? Why? Because your new song that you sing as a Christian comes out of your new heart, out of your new spirit. And so how many know if you're going to be singing a new song, you're going to have new thoughts? So get involved in worship. Get involved in the renewed song that comes out of your heart, and you're going to have renewed thoughts. You're going to start thinking new thoughts. Amen. Some of you have been singing songs that you're a loser and you got loser thoughts. But you need to start thinking, singing victory songs and you're a winner. Overcomer. Amen. God is going to meet me today in renewal and comfort and deliverance. Amen. Where I'm at and I'm going to be renewed in the spirit of my mind. See, praising God is related to thanksgiving and thanksgiving is related to an attitude. Is that right? 
God, God's so smart. He just knows how he wants to be worshipped. And he knows what makes us tick and what, what makes us work. And he knows that when we're broken, what brings us healing. When we're frustrated, what brings us peace. He knows it, right? He knows it. And so he's trying to give us a key today. And I want to share that key with you today. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Amen. Let's stand on our feet today. I don't know what you're going through and where you're at. I just know that if you've been awake half of 2020, we've been through some things. Our family has gone through things. Maybe your marriage has gone through things. Our church has gone through things. Look around you. We're just a different day. Amen? It's just a different time. We've gone through some things. People in our congregation have gone through some things. We've lost some loved ones. We've, there's some things that have happened over this last year that really have really kind of set us off and said, Lord, it's just not the same. It's not, I don't even know how to think about this. Things have happened in our streets that just are crazy. How many have ever just watched the news or whatever YouTube videos and you say, people have lost their minds? 2020, people have just lost their minds. But how many know the church needs to be renewed in the spirit of their mind? We're people that have our minds. We're people that keep our minds. And I want to encourage you today. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to be renewed in your spirit. Be renewed in your heart today. Let, just let the Lord minister to you today. Let God comfort you. Let Him renew you about some things. There's some things that you, you just totally said, Lord, I'm, I'm, that's done. I'm hopeless. It's over. And God wants to say, think about it again. Have some faith in that area. Maybe be, you encourage yourself in the Lord. Maybe you need to dance like you never did before. Maybe you need to pray a little bit more. And you say, well, that's not going to make God love me anymore. Nope, it's not. But it's going to do something in your heart. It's going to do something in your life. Amen. And some of you are just completely bound in fear today. Completely bound in fear. God wants you to be delivered. God wants you. You don't have an evil spirit. You just need to have a new mind. You just need to change your thinking. Just change the way you think. Filter system needs to change today. Let's pray and ask the Lord to really come and visit us today in our minds. Lord, we just know that this has been a year of tremendous psychological warfare. There's been battles after battles after battles in our minds, Lord. But I thank you, Lord, that we have the promise that we are overcomers. We have, Lord, no matter what state we're in, no matter what we're at, Lord, we thank you that nothing can separate us from your love, but also we've got the, tr the great promise that, Lord, we are overcomers. Lord, you are going to cause us to overcome. And today, Lord, we've received a key, and I hope, Lord, that it really sticks with us this week that we are going to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. The old life is, uh, is over. It's past. It's gone. I don't want to live there anymore. I don't want to live in the old nature. I don't want to live in the old self. I want to live in the new nature. I want to live in the spirit that, uh, of Jesus Christ and righteousness and holiness and joy and peace. Lord, I know the key in order to do that is being renewed in the spirit of my mind. So I'm going to do that, Lord, through your word this week. I'm going to do that through prayer. I'm going to do that through worship. Get away, just get away and get alone with you and just allow you to comfort me and renew me and deliver, Lord, my heart, my spirit, my mind. Lord, and to think the way you think, to, to say the things you say. Lord, to repeat the word. That's what I want to do this week. I want to just repeat the word of hope and of joy and of strength this week, Lord. I pray, Lord, those that are listening to us that are struggling with sickness in their body, Lord, I pray that you're going to deliver them, heal them, set them free. But, Lord, let not the enemy get to them mentally, that he'll oppress them and keep them in bondage, that, Lord, there's, there's just hopelessness in the sickness, Lord. I pray, oh God, that they'd be free in the renewing of their mind. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise and all the glory for all the things that you're doing going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.